Freshwater ecologist, environmental science researcher and activist Dr Mike Joy is a well-known, outspoken voice in the need for our society to make radical changes to deal with our major environmental crises. He's one of Aotearoa's foremost public scientists, but he's also a supporter of artists and art projects as a ray of raising awareness to enable change, which is why we've invited him to join us on Culture 101 today to share some of his cultural favourites. Kia ora, Mike. Hi, Mark. Uh, what's the rugby this morning? No, no, I didn't. I, I was enjoying the silent streets, and the, I was at, down at the cafe, and it was empty, and there was, <laughs> there was no no traffic. It was just beautiful. The yeah. cricket last night. Uh, I did. I did keep an eye on that. Yeah. Yeah, both very close games. Mm. I, I raised the sport um, because it strikes me that um, we're pretty obsessed with sport in this country, um, but we don't see our sports people being as outspoken as you or. Our artists, perhaps even in terms of, of of the need for change, it's an interesting business sport because it's very tied up. Uh, well, it's a it's 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 a it's a it's a commercial enterprise, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gone are the days when it was our you know our neighbours and farmers that were you know on the rugby teams. Now it's it's a commercial thing, so that's why it holds less interest for me. It's it's more of a commercial advertising. You know, options. So. But it's quite connected with your business because if you're, you're, a lot of your work has been around clean water. Yeah. Uh, and our farmers have a big role to play in that, right? Yeah, and a lot yeah, of them love sure. their rugby. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they do. But, you know, one of the famous all black captains famously spent a lot of time, um, you know, advertising Fonterra and, you know, sort of downplaying environmental impacts as well. So there's kind of two sides to it. But I think, yeah. you know, what really frustrates me, um, I don't know if it frustrates I mean, I see the passion, the passion of the people watching the game you know the people crying people screaming and yet you know while this is going on there are things that people should be crying and screaming about about what's happening to our planet what's happening to our water and and that passion just doesn't seem to be there you know so yeah. well that's what i was interested in talking to is is sort of around i know you've been looking at behavioral change mm-hmm. and how, how we do that and um i mean like yesterday Yesterday, I think 7,000 people in Tamaki Makoto, 4,500 in uh, Pornaki, marching uh, uh, in support of Palestine, uh, calling for our government to call for a ceasefire. Um, again, <laughs> that's a little overshadowed by sport. And, this, and, and, it's, and it's difficult. I see in the arts, you know, there are some smaller arts organisations uh, who are quietly supporting, you know, closing early for the march yesterday, but a lot of others, it's it's difficult. It seems to me artists maybe are a little bit more independent. They can play a role in speaking out for change. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess, you, you know, I'm starting to think that the stuff that I do as science, writing scientific papers, writing articles, you know, everything that I try to do get the word, to get the word across is just... It's not working, and and that's where, you know, one one artwork something can really hit the spot that no amount of, you know, science can do w- with people to get that behaviour change and to get that that happening. It, art seems to me to be, uh, uh, um, you know, a way of getting through to people that that the rational stuff that I do. Well, I don't know. I don't want to call it irrational, but you know, it's it's so kind of. Um, bound up with um, process and, uh, you know, peer review and conservatism and we, we write these things and people just, just don't even seem to take notice. So, yeah. But, it, I mean, that's your role. They, mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the common phrase, critic and conscience of society and the university. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, so I guess what you're saying is that the artist has a similar... 
yeah, conscience I, I, role. Yeah, I, I, you know that. I don't know how many artists take it up. I, you know, all the ones I know are the ones that have taken up that that speaking truth to power. You know, kind of advocacy, protest role that art can be really, really powerful. And um, and so, you know, my my, my art, you know, connections are. are uh, pretty much in that space. But, well, let's talk yeah. about some of those. We've mm. got a, a lovely f- um, photograph on our website that people can see there of a Derek Cowie oil on canvas called Painting the Town Red. He's one of your f- picks today. What mm. do you like about Derek's work? Oh, yeah, De- Derek's done a huge amount of work in that environmental space and, and every, I'm always inspired when I talk to him and I remember, you know, trying to explain um what was happening with fresh water and, and the lack of action. And I said to him, if nitrate turned our rivers red, then we wouldn't have this problem. And that really struck with him. You know, it really struck a, 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 a got through to him. And, and he's given me a painting of of rivers turning red and his, you know, his look <laughs> at that. So, I mean, I think, yeah, that was one of those situations where I guess it's visualising something that's a problem and it's because we we don't see it and I suspect it's the same with carbon in the atmosphere as well, is that it doesn't turn the sky red. And so, you know, if it's not in our faces, if it's not visual, and so that's where the artists can make that visual. But to play devil's advocate a little yeah. bit, I mean, Derek's making large paintings which will yeah. go on you know, very wealthy walls, hopefully, mm-hmm. if they get bought from his, his um, dealer gallery, page galleries. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, it, it's, does it, it, I mean, is it is it kind of a sort of a greenwashing, it's just making rich people feel better that they can point to that and say, look, look, there's an artist who's talking, you know, that, that they are supporting climate action. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's a really weird space, isn't it, where art becomes a commercial, you know, the crossover, a bit like with sport that I mentioned before. It's yeah. A, yeah, because the greenwashing thing is interesting. It seems mm. it does strike me. Just to go back to our original point, yeah, there are there are people, you know, people are frustrated with politicians during our election cycle not talking about the climate crisis. Uh, really, a blip there, so we can't look to sport. And in terms of artists, a lot of them don't have. Some of them have a very big public platform, uh, and one would hope that they they might be the ones that could speak out, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that was the other one that I, I mentioned was Sam Mann, and, and he's somebody who's really made made it public with his art. I mean, the I the first time I, I met Sam was a, there was an environmental art um, exhibition in Wellington, and I was wandering around looking at the at what was there, and there was a, a bust of, of Nick Smith with a little slot machine to one side of, of the bust, and you... And, it invited you to put 50 cents in and I had 50 cents and put it in the slot and the next thing there's bird song and the and Nick's head the top of his head slowly opened up and uh, and up came this kind of uh it's a bit like the the ballerinas on top of a um of a jewelry yes. box and, yeah. and there were skeletons of birds going round and round and round <laughs> with the with the bird song with it and I thought, wow, you know, and it was it was a real attraction at that exhibition, and and I caught up with Sam, and <laughs> then I realised, you know, just how much work he was doing. He's writing books, and you know, the making, Water Thieves, I the think Water it's Thieves, a great was title. one of the ones, yeah, that he wrote, and um, 
you know, he he really he fearlessly got into the kind of politicisation and corruption of water management in, in Canterbury. We, we've got a photograph on our website of uh, a sculpture, another sculpture of uh, Nick Smith uh, with his pants down, which a, a group of people mm-hmm. are carrying. Do you know much about that? Yes, yeah. I mean, it was very much uh, that was that was that Sam's. Well, he, he, in between times, he did a painting of um, John Key. Uh, in, in a, I don't know if you saw it in an alleyway, oh, a painting of him naked in an alleyway, you know, like he'd been been beaten up and left lying there. Um, naked John Key with with all uh, tattoos all over him, you know, Fonterra and the banks and you know all of these big businesses, Exxon and and stuff, you know, as if he was covered in these tattoos. Um, <laughs> you know, that was a powerful bit of art that he that he auctioned here in, in Wellington to, you know, and there was a big turnout of people. For See, I, I saw uh, Mike Smith, yep. another great environmental mm-hmm. activist, uh, Iwi leader. Um, he uh, was speaking at a Creative New Zealand conference recently about his work in terms of, and, and championing artists mm-hmm. to, to do more work. And he sees a lot of the work that he does with his partner as, 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 a, as, a, as a form of, Art and yet, it seems to me that he's taking he's you know he's taken Fonterra and other companies to the Supreme Court. It yeah. seems to be a, a very strong action, don't you think? Yeah, oh, well, that's where most of my work is now is in court cases. That seems to be that's where you know I, I guess we've tried what we can with public opinion, and and now most of my work is writing evidence in court cases. Um, you know, currently with uh, with environmental law initiative. And um, you know, around freshwater protection, also uh, preparing evidence for Naitahu for their case to, to to the Supreme Court for freshwater management in, in their Takiwa and South Island. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah it's, it's another. We kind of keep going through these phases. If I look back, of, of of you know, trying everything we can to try and get action to happen. You're a strong writer. What about a book? Are we ever going to see a book from uh, you? Well, we've got a book well underway. Oh, um, this is good be to hear. Published. Uh, Next year, so Bridget Williams, I'm writing a memoir. Ah, and and that's we haven't got a title for it, unfortunately, but um, it's 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 well underway, uh, going through last edits at the moment. And I wrote a book called Polluted Inheritance, a Bridget Williams text that that's been really it actually sold really really oh, well. Shout out so, to Bridget Williams' books, they yes, do amazing yes, work. They hey, do. Let, just talk about we want to give some shout outs for a few mm. more artists mm. before you have to leave. You've worked with a few, um, Anne Noble and Gerda Leonard, so yep. I know are two that I know. Yep. Um, interesting to see you collaborate with artists. Yeah, and, and I was just thinking, I, I remembered there's a, um, a trick of the light theatre um, mm. uh, that was, it was called The Broken River. They mm. did about irrigation and and Canterbury, and um, I was the science advisor on that on that production, cool. and that was it was really yeah, fun to be involved in that and to get to work with artists and you know it, I, I just remember that as one of the most amazing you know couple of hours that I spent with a with a bunch of these young people in a, in, in a little room in Cuba Street, you know, all all fired up, excited about you know they were initially the set had a big irrigator pivot irrigator and they were going to soak the crowd but they <laughs> you know, the audience were going to get were going to get rained on as well as the participants but they backed off on that um, and what's the work you've done with Anne Noble I see um, yeah, uh, that's around water issues in the yes, South yes. Island so as well Anne, Anne and I are both working with Naitahu on this um, on this court case and you know Anne's using photography to to make the point I guess that that words can't do you know my my science is very dry and you know referenced and you know sciencey but but what you know 
the old classic, you know, a, a picture can paint a thousand words and, and you know, that's really powerful and, and maybe it'll be, I don't know how much it'll be, be able to be used in the court case. I'm, it's, you know, I'm used to, to, to it being very, very, you know, um, much around conventional, but this seems quite unconventional, but there, but this is quite an unconventional court case. So, mm. maybe, you know, maybe art will, maybe photography will make oh, it. Oh, watch the space. No. Mm. Thanks for your mahi. Now, so we, we've got a song for you, but I was going to say that um, you're you're a bit of a sailor, I know. Yes. And and uh, so I was tempted to play um, Anchor Me by Don McGlash, and a favourite artist <laughs> yes. of yours, but I feel like everyone knows this beloved song so well. We've got instead Mahi na Rangi Toka. Um, yeah. Uh, I think we're going to play When I Grow Up. Mm-hmm. Why did you choose this? Oh, I, I had the amazing um, time at Massey University when I was an undergraduate when Mahanarangi uh, came and gave a concert at, at Massey University. It was very intimate. It was just a small room. Um, her and Charlotte Yates, and I think I was the only guy in the room. <laughs> <laughs> but it was beautiful. Her her voice and her music just you know really captured me. So, yeah, it's such a shame that she's gone. Thanks for joining us, Mike. It's been lovely to have you here. 